Angela lives in Arizona. She writes in about her dog's experience with Rough Greens. She said, I ordered Rough Greens a few weeks ago. I was watching the Glenn Beck program on The Blaze. If his dog loved it, I felt sure my dogs would too. I don't know. You have a dachshund. I had a dachshund once. They're like Mikey from those Life Series. They don't usually like anything or anybody. Anyway, um, I, I put it in his water and he lapped up the whole bowl. I didn't know if you could. I didn't know you did that. Quinn, my shepherd boxer mix, was a bit more reluctant. Didn't seem enthused at first, but I kept sprinkling it on her food daily. And after a week, she was eagerly awaiting her food in the morning and gobbling it down. I noticed a definite increase in energy, especially in Quinn. It's really different for her since she's usually found sleeping at her age. Thank you, Rough Greens. Thank you for a wonderful product. Look, your dog may not like it, but if your dog will eat it, you'll see changes in your dog. I mean, in the first couple of months, you'll start to see changes, uh, especially in their energy. It's it's healthy for them. You just put it on the food or apparently in their water at roughgreens.com slash Beck. You'll find a trial pack it just, you know, just a couple for a few days just to see if your dogs will eat it or not. It's going to be free. All you pay for is the shipping and handling. It's roughgreens.com slash Beck. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. Call 833-GLEN33. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. Mr. Jason Whitlock, who is, of course, a big fan of this program because of all of the heavy, heavy sports talk uh, that I do <laughs> all the time. Welcome, Jason. How are you? I'm awesome. And I-, I did listen to half of your last hour. Mm-hmm. And wow. I mean, it was powerful what you were saying. It's frightening what you're saying. I can relate to what you're saying. Uh, but I do come here filled with hope and energy Aww. and just I'm the most optimistic I've been in quite some time. Who's our little what are they called rainbow ponies? My little <laughs> pony. Who's going to bring some rainbow in my life right now? Thank you for that. Tell me why you're hopeful. It'll be a name your audience may not recognize initially, but maybe some of them have heard of what's been going on the past 10 days, 2 weeks. Kwame Brown. You know that name, Stu? Kwame oh, yeah. Brown. Oh yeah. Oh, you're following. You're paying attention. Yes. Yeah. Well, first of all, yeah, I know him from back in the you know basketball days, but also he's been he's been mixing it up quite a bit lately. Oh, he's incredible, hmm. and he, he's a bolt of lightning. Uh, he, he's former number one draft pick in 2001 in the NBA, drafted by the Washington Wizards on those two team on the team that Jordan played two years for the Wizards. Oh, see, he's saying this for me. And about half of the women that are listening. Yeah. And the audience. But, and, and so Kwame's reputation in the media has been that he was a bust, that he didn't work out, and he's been kind of a laughing stock mm-hmm. for 20 years. There's another narrative and a more truthful narrative. The guy's not a bust, that Michael Jordan actually didn't want him on the Wizards and and kind of sabotaged his development early those first two years. And so, but Kwame has is fed up, and so he attacked. So he's never really spoken out about this. Never, before. okay, never. No, I mean, I guess he had been doing a little YouTube page for about a year, mm. but not really addressing this and not addressing it as passionately and as aggressively as he has over the past two weeks. But he started attacking these two guys, Stephen Jackson and Matt Barnes, who joked about him on their podcast in the past two weeks. 
and basically continuing the narrative of this guy's a bust and a failure. So any jokes that were beyond what had only always been said or just no. the same? Okay. This was the tipping point. Okay. And, and the tipping point really is, and people haven't talked about this, Kwame has a 16-year-old son who I think is a sports fan and a bit of an athlete. And Kwame's like, hey, man. Y'all can't just talk about me like this and my son's listening. My daughter's listening. It's undermining my effectiveness as a dad. I'm not going to be a laughing stock forever and just a punching bag for you guys forever. But he's basically gone after Steven Jackson and Matt Barnes in the most aggressive. It's profane. It's in your face. He punked these guys, made them apologize. Then Charlemagne the God, the radio host, the Breakfast mm-hmm. Club that's popular, mm-hmm. he jumps in and tries to defend Matt Barnes. Kwame Brown goes after Charlemagne the God. But but just more important than these individual beefs, Kwame is expressing a message about and redefining manhood. And it's a message specifically for black people, but it's for everybody's attracted to it. It's about masculinity. It's about what really is being a good father and a good representation in the media. This does not sound woke. No, he is. That's the other. He's not remotely woke. He's actually on the other side. Huge fan of Thomas Sowell. Mm. Huge fan of Larry Elder. Defended Candace Owens uh, publicly. He's unpacking these bigger ideas and about changing this very negative culture that has been defined for black people and we've embraced. And black people are loving it. They're running towards him. He's not being called an Uncle Tom, a coon. He's not being called a sellout. They're saying, yes, we've been waiting on someone to say this and represent this in a way that we believe in. And so this guy has gone from 10,000 YouTube subscribers to 250,000 in 10 days. Wow. 10,000 Instagram followers to 175,000 in 10 days. People are running to Kwame Brown, and everybody in the black internet space is talking about him and having a reaction, and there's been nothing but support. And what he, he's opening the door, even though, again, it's profane, it, it's not... You know, look, I, I have to tell you something. Um I used to have to go with my best friend uh, who was living with us. It was broken family and he lived with us for a while and we'd have to go pick up his dad at the bar. We'd get yeah. a call from his mom and she'd say, could you go pick him up at the bar? So we had to go in and he was a bastard. He was a son of a bitch. And, um, and we'd have to go in the bar and he'd call us all kinds of names and everything else. And it is from that experience that I have, uh, I grew to understand if you want to help somebody, you can't do it outside of the bar. You have to be in the bar. You have to be, and you you can't even do it in the bar if you're if you're in there going. And Jesus says you shouldn't yes. drink on Sundays. No, no, they're not going to listen to you. You have to meet people where they are. And he is meeting people exactly where they are, and he's representing working class people of all races. He he's not an elite. He is the opposite. You know, he's a plebe. He's he's. He's just, he's anti-elite. And there's another version of Kwame Brown that's having amazing success 
in the internet, YouTube, Instagram space, a guy named Kevin Samuels. He's not an athlete. He's a former businessman who's an image consultant, and he's in a suit and tie and saying really the exact same things as Kwame, but he's saying it like he's a college professor mm-hmm. or he's some suited up businessman, and he's having incredible impact with black people. He's a religious guy, member of a church, deacon in a church, all, and he, he and Kwame are... They're not working together, but they are working together. And they're reaching a massive audience and opening the doors for people like me and others to come in behind and add our take and spin without being cast out as like, oh, my God, you're not really uh, for black people. It's I'm hopeful like the tide is really turning because these two guys are getting so much support and they're so anti-woke. Have you seen it? I mean, um, here's, I see people wake up, but they wake up like this. Look, I, I mean, what you're saying, I'm, I'm with you. You're exactly right. It's, it's crazy. It's getting really crazy. Why are you whispering to me? Well, I don't want anybody to hear me. You know, I'm seeing people wake yep. up, but they're not willing to stand up. That's not help. That's, that's not help. Are you seeing people actually stand up? And and clarify why this is right. I'll just say this from what I'm seeing on the Internet, people's comments over Instagram, over YouTube or what they're not whispering. it. They are shouting. Hallelujah. Thank God. Protect Kwame at all costs. Kevin Samuels is doing the right thing. It's an passionate like we've been waiting for this type of content and this type of representation in the media space. And I'm seeing NBA players, prominent NBA players, jump behind and support Kwame. And, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I Kenyon Martin's another former uh, number one draft pick. He's got some podcasts. He offered great support of, of Kwame Brown. Uh, I've heard from Hall of Fame NBA players personally uh, who have caught man? Are you you watching what Kwame's doing? This is great, and and you know he's because look like the Stephen Jackson guy is connected to George Floyd. He's had a relationship with him through childhood, and part of his brand went up in George Floyd's death. He gained some more popularity. I know Stephen Jackson personally. I know Matt Barnes personally. They used to come on my TV show on Speak for Yourself. Stephen Jackson's well intentioned but misguided. Matt Barnes is an idiot, and uh, Kwame has called him out in ways that you know I don't know if he'll ever recover from. He calls him Becky with the good hair. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure Matt Barnes is going to recover from that. But but they have basically done this podcast where they're in their 40s. They're acting like they're still gangster tough guys who block. And, and Kwame's like, hey man, gr- y'all grown men. Why, why why are y'all portraying to young people? that uh, this gangster lifestyle and mentality is the way for us to go. And people, it's like their show has been popular, but everybody can spot the ignorance of what they're doing, the degeneracy of what they're promoting, and people are glad it's being called out and saying, look, there's a better way to represent us. Uh, This Kwame Brown, and Kwame Brown is not, he's talented. 
This guy will talk for two hours straight, and he'll be funny. He'll be compelling. He'll be insightful. Uh, it, it He's talented, and it's like a natural talent. I don't think anyone's trained him up. He, he just has this huge personality. He he's a farm. He he farms his own land. He owns his own land. You know he made sixty five million in the NBA. He's not remotely broke, but he lives a working class lifestyle. Mm-hmm. He grows his own food. He gets on a tractor every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, There's something about that that changes uh, people. I think. Yeah. I think when you're working with your hands, uh, and especially with the soil, you don't lose the connection to the things that are real. Yeah, and he—he's not someone that wants to run around with celebrities. He'd rather run around with his brothers or the plumber that comes over to his house. I mean, he's saying all this, and it, and it's true. He's just—he—he he calls the little cabal of celebrities the go along to get along game, mm-hmm. and he goes, they're, "None of them are man enough to stand on their own two feet. They don't know how to take care of themselves." As uh, by themselves and he goes i want to break all that up i I want real men who are are producing sustainable lifestyle we have to have him on yeah he's he's incredible yeah now he's getting in the hell are we talking to you for why don't we just get him on (laughs) (laughs) uh jason whitlock is with us uh more in 60 seconds first let me tell you about american financing it's now more critical than ever to uh, make sure you're taking stock of your financial house, making sure you're in good shape for whatever is going to happen in the coming months. You need to be examining things like your mortgage rate and your debt load. These are things that already make life really difficult. But if the economy really goes south, these are the things that will drag you under. Next Tuesday, when we come back after Memorial Day, uh, I'm going to talk to you about the U.S. digital dollar. I'm going to show you how that is going to come uh, come to fruition, and I think sooner rather than later, and what it will mean to you. And it doesn't mean good things if you know history, and I'll explain on Tuesday. Um, point is, on American financing, you can save a lot of money. You can get your financial house in order by refining or doing a consolidation loan that doesn't reset uh, your, your mortgage, or just getting a new mortgage with a much lower interest rate. American Financing, call them now at 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or go to AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. 10-second station ID. Talking to the one and only Jason Whitlock. Um, Jason, I said earlier today or earlier this week, and I am not a sports fan, so it doesn't mean anything coming from me. But I'd like to hear your opinion. NBA, if you want to, if you, if all of these people want to uh, worship China, say how great China is, say that Taiwan's not really a country. If they want to play and apologize to China, communist China. Because the NBA is making money over there. You know what? Go play in China. Go play in China. I mean, I, I'm so sick of the denial of truth. I mean, if you want to go play in China, just don't say anything. You know, don't, 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 don't deny the reality of what China is. I'm not sure if 
LeBron James would object to playing in China. He might actually prefer it. And, and I say that, and that may be the NBA's end game. I, and I say that in all seriousness, that I was talking to uh, Stefan Marbury uh, last week, great NBA player. He's from Brooklyn, uh, had a good 10, 12-year run in NBA, and then went and spent another eight years or so playing in China. They built a museum for Stefan Marbury in Beijing. He won three Chinese basketball titles in Beijing. There's a museum dedicated to him in Beijing. What he helped me understand is like basketball is 10 times more popular in China than it is here. Correct. That there, He said there's 300 million registered basketball players in yeah. China and something like that. And so I think what's going on with LeBron James and a lot of the other players is like they they actually prefer China and because they're on such a pedestal there. Right. They, they are the NFL of China in in, in terms that kind you mean of when the NFL hadn't disgraced itself. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and so the the way that NFL quarterbacks Peyton Manning, uh, Joe Montana, yeah, Tom yeah. Brady, or or in the NFL is king here in America. That's the way basketball is in China. And, and probably have, even at a larger scale. Yes, because yeah. they have 1.4 billion people, yeah. 300 million of them basketball players or think they're basketball players. And so it talking to Marbury, I was like, wow, now I get it. Why I think LeBron James actually would prefer for America to operate just like China. He prefers China. He, basketball players are worshipped there and put on a pedestal that they're not here in America. And so it, it now kind of, they're selfish, they're narcissists, they don't care about non-elites, non-basketball players. And and you can't explain to them like, hey man, I, I get it that basketball players are worshipped in China, but what about the rest of black people? Yeah. What the or because what about what about the, the what about the people who are in one of the three hundred and eighty confirmed concentration camps in China right now? What about those people? And again, sometimes people have so little vision and they're so nar narcissistic they don't care about other people. It's like how would I be treated? How much money would I make? I would be worshipped. And so I think there's some NBA players. It was like well. We got to go over to China and play half our games or whatever. <laughs> Wouldn't be the worst thing. We'll make more money. And when we come back to America, we'll have more money. Do you do you think the NBA can survive the course they're on right now? Uh, yes, because one thing that you should, I'm sure you're aware of. If it's sports related, doubt it. No, no, okay. no, 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 no. <laughs> Uh, the product doesn't matter right now, Glenn, in any capacity. Entertainment product, movies, yeah, they don't have to be good. <laughs> TV shows, they don't have to be good. Entertain it, the quality of it is irrelevant. We're printing so much money, and you're going to get paid regardless whether the ratings are any good. Ratings don't matter right now. Are you on message is what corporations will pay for. The television ratings don't matter. The quality of the product doesn't matter. Look, the NFL, and I love it. The qual it's the quality of the product is going down. Here's the here's the problem with that though. Eventually, 
It does. You hope. Eventually, it all becomes Pets.com. Yeah, it was worth $300 million last week. Today, America woke up and went Pets.com? No. You know what I mean? And that's going to happen. We're living a lie I hope right you're now. right. But it has to. I just think they're just going to keep printing more money. And e- ES- but when that, when that crashes and pain returns... People will sober up and they will have to face reality. And it'll be ugly. Really, really ugly. But it has to. It always does. The world always returns. And so even if we're flooded with all this Chinese money that's paying for a lot of this propaganda, you still, you know, because that's what I think they think is like. That China money's never going to end. Hang on just a second. It will. Uh, Let me tell you a little bit about uh, Hustler Turf. Uh, is that our sponsor this half hour? Uh, Hustler Turf. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Hustler Turf is a great lawnmower. I mean, a great lawnmower. These are the guys that back in the late 1950s, I think it's the grandparent or the great grandparent invented the zero turn lawnmower still owned by the same family. Uh, and it is, it's really tremendous. Uh, they'll cut the 109 inch deck on these lawnmowers. We'll cut a football field in 10 minutes. That's pretty fast they will cut the uh the lawn if you have you know three acres they'll cut that and cut your time at least in half and this is the last lawnmower you're ever going to buy because it'll just last and last and last and last test drive one the products speak for themselves all you have to do is drive one to know what i'm talking about and until the end of the month you're not only getting the toughest most durable lawnmower on the market but you're also going to give back to those who have given so much through the Folds of Honor program for every lawnmower sold. Hustler Turf. Find a dealer near you. HustlerTurf.com. That's HustlerTurf.com. If you don't appreciate LeBron's brand of political analysis and need the new t-shirt, don't be an idiot. Don't be a LeBron. It's available at Don'tBeALeBron.com. This is the Glenn Beck program. Uh, last night I had um, Rand Paul on. We were talking about the the insanity that is going on in our government right now. The Department of Homeland Security has just issued a new and uh, and sterner warning of white extremism and domestic terrorism. Uh, they issued one on January sixth. These are very rare that 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 they issue these warnings. They issued one in January that expired in May, and now they just came out and said, no, that's more complex and even more violent and volatile than we thought. So now the um, uh, America is on high alert for white ra- uh, white right wing extremists um, uh, that are supposedly going to bring us all down. And that one expires on August 1st. It is crazy what's going on. So they're going to kill another Ashley Babbitt and blame it on white supremacists. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, but I also talked to him about COVID, and he said something I have not heard before. Listen to this. Even on MSNBC, they're now talking about the possibility that this virus came from Wuhan. There's a bunch of circumstantial evidence that points in that direction. Number one, there has been no animal host found that mm-hmm. has COVID. But they looked at the wet market and they said, oh, it came from the wet market. They studied thousands of animals. No animal had COVID. Even more interesting than that, 
Most of the time, COVID comes from bats to an intermediate animal to humans. So what they did is they went and took COVID and they tried to infect bats with it. They found that it doesn't infect bats readily. So they can't find an intermediate host. Wow. It doesn't infect bats readily, but guess who it does infect readily? Humans. So it appears as if this virus is somehow adapted for humans. Could that have happened in nature? Maybe, but some of the evidence, a lot of the evidence is pointing otherwise. I didn't know that. I knew that they hadn't found, you know, any bats with the coronavirus, but I didn't know we tried to reinfect bats. I didn't think, I didn't even consider that if it is from a bat and hasn't been genetically modified, it, it would easily reinfect bats and they would all catch it because it came from them. Uh, no, apparently not. Apparently not. Now, just last week, I couldn't have said this on Facebook, YouTube, Google. They would have banned all of this talk. But now, suddenly, it's okay. Yeah, Facebook will no longer remove posts claiming COVID-19 was man-made as support mounts for probes into the virus origins and the Wuhan lab and, leak theory. And just a quick reminder of what the press said about anybody who said, I think this might be man-made. Have we looked into that? Here's the Those media. same agencies now have been tapped with investigating one of Trump world's most favorite conspiracy theories. This week, Donald Trump is still pushing the debunked bunkum, despite his own intelligence community's findings that that is simply not true. And there is simply no reason to believe that that, that is the case. There is no empirical evidence to verify that. Coming up with a conspiracy theory to try and foment xenophobia um, with respect to um, the Chinese. Okay, I can't listen to it. This goes on and on and on and on and on. You lived through it. You know. Boy, I, I don't want Russia to be responsible. I mean, uh, China to be responsible for it. I wish it came from an animal. But if they were doing something with it, especially seeing that the guy who is a he the head of the Wuhan uh, clinic is the guy who used to be the head of their bioweapons program. I don't know. Maybe we should know that. I think one of the biggest problems we have, Glenn, is that we've turned journalism over to Jack Dorsey and Mark Zuckerberg, and they're not journalists. And Facebook and Twitter aren't journalistic institutions, and so that's why these rules keep changing willy-nilly. But there's no consequence. They, they've, we have personally, I personally lost a lot of money because of what they've done to our algorithms and what they've done because they've decided what the truth was on COVID and what it wasn't. And so they have banned us, shadow banned us. They have taken uh, people like Chad Prather off of YouTube. That's cost us a lot of money. They can, can now come out and just say, hey, uh, it's okay to say that now. You destroyed businesses. They're American companies with a Chinese agenda. They're far more interested in the one. They're no different than the NBA. They're far more interested in the 1.4 billion people in China than the 330 million people over here in America. So what happens when uh, you actually find out? Will we actually find out? Did you see that yesterday um, in a very confusing act, uh, and, uh, I mean, I have a theory on this that explains it. Somebody else has a better theory. I'd love to hear it. But in a confusing act, the uh, Biden administration canceled 
the investigation that has been going on since Trump was in office, the investigation into the Wuhan theory that it, it did come from the bio lab that was being run by the State Department, which I don't trust at all. He canceled that. And then he said, we need uh, an intelligence report and to get to the bottom of this. Well, wait, why did you cancel the State Department? Especially for the left. The State Department is always in bed with the left. Why would you do that? My theory is because it makes no sense. Why cancel one that's already knees deep into it and then start a new one? Because the State Department has to publicly release their report. The intelligence community doesn't. So if they find something, we'll be told parts of it. We won't be able to see all of the intelligence report. So if you're hiding something or you want to spin it a certain way to run that, uh, that inquiry through our intelligence system is the way to do it and keep it quiet. Yeah, it was kind of promoted as if, you know, Biden's serious about this and he's following up. And in reality, he canceled uh, uh, an investigation that might have had more public answers, which yes. is in interesting. And they keep asking it as if this is some new development that has broken out. There's a lot of scientific uh, evidence that points to the fact that this could be real. And it's it's been unearthed by people from, you know, former New York Times reporters have come out with this stuff. But back in March and February of 2020, we have all sorts of evidence, evidence of the Wuhan Institute of Virology placing ads for this exact type of research. I am putting I am putting uh, the special that we did that was only on Blaze TV mm. because we could not afford a third strike. And we knew if we put our report on uh, the Wuhan evidence that we would immediately be banned. So we only ran it on Blaze TV. I'm putting it up uh, tomorrow as the podcast, and it's going to go mm. up on Apple. It will go up on YouTube. You'll be able to find it everywhere. But that was over a year ago. And the the evidence at that point is a little overwhelming. I mean, we have the the video from the Chinese Communist Television Network. Mm hmm with the guys from the Wuhan labs in the caves with the bats 600 miles away, and they're talking about how d dangerous and deadly this coronavirus might be, and they're collecting the bats to bring them back to Wuhan to be able to study them. <laughs> yeah, and that's, that, that, and that aired saying, in November of 2019. They also mentioned that they have both had blood and urine from the bats on them. Yes, they've had to quarantine because right. of that, and they also had a a a Chinese researcher who was a, a postdoctoral research fellow at Harvard. He posted a study as this was going on. He was working for a university controlled by the Chinese government at the time, and he said it was probably released from the lab. He later on, probably with cold uh, metal to the press to the back of his head reversed himself on that but there was plenty of evidence that this was a real possibility then and as maggie haberman said this week glenn she admitted it she said look the reason why we didn't look at this is because donald trump said it donald trump said it and he it. wouldn't give I'm us sorry, all the evidence i don't buy it that, i that do is, then that. you should be fired and everyone in line from the editor on down should be fired listen 
You don't do that. If you are in the news business, mm-hmm. Stu, how many times have we wanted to report something that we questioned and we were like, <laughs> it's close enough, isn't it? And we both knew we we're like, no, it's not close enough. Or we heard something from the other side and I'd say that can't be true. Stu, tell the producers to look into that. Sure. And we would look into it. And sometimes it's true. Sometimes it's not. And we report it either way. You cannot be a journalist and say, I really don't like this source. And he's not trustworthy. Even a broken clock is right twice a day. It's with something this crucial. You at least look into it a little bit. I I think we're saying the same thing here. It's terrible journalism. Terrible. But it is it's not even journalism. I, I think it's what they did. Often, I'm going to end on this note because I got to go catch a plane. Mm. I just oh, I gotta excuse very, us. I'm I sorry, the show doesn't <laughs> fit into your schedule. <laughs> Jason I have a very Whitlock. simple question. Yeah, have we not been colonized by China? Mm. Oh yeah, we have. We're just a colony of China. Yeah, that answers all the questions. That's John for me. Cena. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, we he have been it. colonized. Yeah, we, we are have. government by Cena right now. Yeah. Is, is the way we're running uh, this thing. Let me give you two other things that have just come out. An epidemiologist that actually wrote the study of COVID-19, how you can catch it outdoors. She's just come out and she said, I just want everybody to know, been ringing the bell. The CDC director completely misrepresented my report. It's less, less and maybe much less than 1% chance of getting COVID while you're outside. Oh, yeah. There's no documented case other than close conversation in the world. There's none. Oh, and this one. Remember I asked, what was it, last week, week before? How come the CDC is not coming out and talking about, hey, if you've already had COVID, you have some antibodies? At best, I've heard fringe people say, well, maybe you have some resistance, but it's probably for a very short time. Very short. Really? Um, There's a study out today that shows even a mild coronavirus infection leaves behind lasting antibody protection maybe as long as years. Yeah, that's great. That's great. So news. all of the people who have had it, why are you being told you have to wear a mask until you get a shot? You got the natural shot. You have the real you don't have a man-made one. You have the real uh vaccine. Yeah, I mean, it does say the vaccine does give better protection, uh, maybe lifetime perfection or protection if you had it and then get the vaccine. But yeah, still, maybe. I mean, whatever. We, <laughs> no, so I mean, accepting one part of the report and not the other. No, no, no. Uh, I mean, that's it, fine. It's that's good fine. News, right. It's, like, yes. Because there's been all this scare stuff about how you're going to have to get booster shots every two weeks you know, for right. the rest of your life. And that does right. not look to be true at all. And the government never recognized the obvious truth that people who had it once don't get it again why did they not recognize that because you'd have to go back to work yeah let's get people back yeah. to work yeah i'm going to tell you about what's happening in california with a and Mc- jason thank you mcdonald's thank coming you. up. <laughs> jason, jason whitlock thank you very much go catch your plug again <laughs> get out of here get out of here get out get out i want to tell you a little bit about a little about gold line it's you know there's some of these really weird historic coincidences you know like uh, when did you know that when hyperinflation during the Weimar Republic in Germany when that happened and during the Great Depression in the United States gold 
rose in value by an extraordinary amount. Isn't that weird? It's almost like inflation and depression or whatever. It just when your dollar isn't worth very much, gold goes up. Isn't that weird? In totally unrelated news, last week, the markets took huge hits. Dow dropped, Bitcoin dropped, NASDAQ down, gold was up. Huh. It's almost like those historic coincidences are not a coincidence. Right now, they can, uh, they're offering the very limited batch of the two-ounce silver maple flex bars. You can call and buy them outright, or you can receive them free this week with every tube of $5 gold Liberty coins purchased. Minimum order size is required, and they will sell out in just a few days, so don't wait. Call Goldline. They're waiting for your call now. 866-GOLDLINE. 866-GOLDLINE. Ask them about the silver maple flex bars. 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. The Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, we have a an announcement that just came from our uh, headquarters in uh, New York for the Premier Radio Networks, the distributor of this program uh, to radio stations. They have just announced a replacement for Rush Limbaugh, and I couldn't be more excited and thrilled. Um, it's two people. Uh, one of them is Clay Travis. Clay Travis, I don't you know more because he's he's mainly came from sports but i'm a mm-hmm. big fan of what he's done he's been on the show yeah he's been on the show big fan of uh, his point of view uh what he's done especially with covid and in, in helping people out uh, during covid very uh, outspoken I mean, against the lockdowns yeah very mm-hmm. outspoken very outspoken and i am so excited that a friend of mine uh and a former co-worker buck sexton yeah. is going to be the second half of the partnership, the duel that will replace Rush Limbaugh. How awesome is that? Former, yeah. he was a Blaze uh, contributor. He I, worked here for a long time. He was, he was going national security. Uh, yeah, uh, he was national security. Us. He sat there in my office, I don't even know, 15 years ago. And, uh, and I said, you need to work here. And he said, I, I'm, I'm going to work on Wall Street. And I said, uh-huh, you need to work here. And I don't remember how it happened, but that's what he did. He came to work for us uh, and was very, very popular, very fast. Uh, started his own radio show with Premier and now is going to be part of the team that is replacing Rush Limbaugh. And nobody replaces Rush Limbaugh, but and I know these guys no, but, both have a healthy respect for that, but they can, you know, they're really powerful, interesting, smart guys. Really, yeah. really smart. Uh, I think this is going to be a powerful duo. Uh, Clay... Welcome to the family, Buck. I couldn't be more proud. Mm. Congratulations. Congratulations. This is the Glenn Beck Program.